What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Tom Tops back on Fightful Overbooked for another episode of Love and Wrestling. And I'm joined today by a very good friend of mine, a name you know. I'm joined by the one and only Dom from Soundspear, WrestleSpear, Give Me a Whole Yeah, and a load of other places that I'm not going to begin to list. So how are you doing today, Dom? Oh mate, I'm so good. I am. I've got a touch of the hay fever. We're in the we're in the midst of British summer, so we've probably got about three more, three or four more days of sun. But, uh, <laughs> but other than that, I'm doing very well. We just came off a wicked money in the bank. We met a lot of mutual connections. I met a lot of mutual connections. You and I have lots of wonderful people in wrestling media. We got some great interviews done. Uh, some of which are out now. Some of which are coming to WrestleSphere and Soundsphere. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's it's an exciting few days. It's been it's it's going to be an exciting few weeks, and it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here. Always is. I'm far too excited for nine thirty eight in the morning when I've mm-hmm. got a full day ahead of me. But you are the best way I could think to start it, mate. Likewise, my friend. As we were saying off camera, it's we just ha- we have this problem of going. Let's catch up, but bugger, we were supposed to film something. We should really press the record button. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? So That's anyway, it. so if we take this back, Dom, yes, do you mate. remember the moment that you were like, okay, wrestling's my thing now? Not when yeah. you first discovered it, but like the moment you were like, this is what I love. Uh, there's going to be a lot of repetition here, uh, Tom, because as you know, as someone with a disability and difference, right? So, so wrestling is very tied to my disability and my difference. So I have cerebral palsy, right? So when I was growing up, I had a lot, I spent a lot of time in hospital. And I think we've talked a little bit about this in previous interviews, but this is very tied to why I love wrestling. So I'll try and be for those people that haven't, uh, you know, listened to those or, or seen those, I'll go back over it. Wrestling to me is escapism. Um, and wrestling to me is a way for was a way for me as a kid to to when I was in hospital or when I was recovering from operations, when I was in casts or when I was in splints uh, or calipers, however you understand them, uh, you know, to, going through that pain, watching wrestling, you know, in the early 90s, when I first got into it was just pure escapism for me. That's what made me a fan. And that's what keeps my fandom alive. It's just that escapism that it still gives to me for this day. You know, I have a, I have a lovely life. I've got a great job, great family, great background, etc. It's a great privilege to be able to do the things that I get to do now uh, and obviously speak to you. But sometimes you do need that escapism. It gets, you know, everything gets a bit intense sometimes. I'm pretty sure everybody watching this will have moments at least like that. So for me, that, you know, in short, in answer to your first question, because I've got them up here because I tried to be as prepared as I could uh, for this uh, for this early start. The reason why I love wrestling, Tom, and what made me a fan and what keeps my fandom alive is that escapism. It gives me a chance to escape. It gives me a chance to escape from pain. It gives me a chance to escape from anxiety, to escape from anxiety, from from any element, you know, from any times I'm experiencing depression or anything like that. Wrestling is my escapism, Tom. So that is the simplest and quickest answer I can give you for that one. Mm. You mentioned there about covering wrestling and stuff and mm-hmm. things like that. So how does that escapism sort of factor in when it's like almost your job, quote unquote, to mm. cover wrestling? Does yeah, it well, change at all? 
it is an interesting it's interesting i was speaking to uh a great guy called uh, scott future from muscle and fitness over the weekend he's he's been a he's been a great friend you know over the media junkets and he was saying to me you know i'm a journalist that covers wrestling i'm not a wrestling journalist obviously he has the muscle and fitness stuff and i very much see myself in that vein obviously we do music for sound sphere we do mental health for wobbling about rocking out which of course you are a part of as well so mm. so i am I, wrestling journalism is a part of what i do when i go into those media rooms uh you know in, in you know in money in the bank i don't have you know there's nobody pushing me you know, I, obviously there is pressure to create good content and content that matters and content that is that is exciting to people or interesting to people. But there's no agenda there. I'm not trying to push anybody, you know, for 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 for, for any hits or Scoops. anything like that. What was that? For scoops and yeah, stuff for like sco- that. Exactly, for scoops, yeah. So, and I'm very privileged to be able to do that at this time in my career. If that changes, I'll address that then. But right now, you know, we're, we're able to tell human stories. And you know, that's a big part of what we do at Waro. It's a big part of what we do at Soundsphere. And it's a big part of what I want to do with WrestleSphere is tell the stories. And it is in as much time as I get to do that, because sometimes, obviously, with these things, you only get a few minutes. But my point is that, that, that it doesn't really affect my enjoyment because I'm in there speaking to these people that I admire, speaking to your LA Knights, your Baileys, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, and I'm getting them to tell me about about what what you know about where their confidence comes from and things like that. Stories that will stand the test of time. You can you could go back to that in five to ten years. Mm. Uh, I think I believe Sam Sam calls it evergreen it's evergreen content. You could yeah. go back to that in five, ten years and wonder where LA Knight gets his confidence from. Yeah, and uh, and and you would be able to find something in that. You see what I mean? And we're very mm. lucky to be able to do that. So in short, Tom, or as short as I can make it, um, the idea is that we would we you know we're telling evergreen you know evergreen stories and and sharing those things, and that's why it doesn't affect me because I'm not I'm not I'm not doing it for business. It's not business. I'm not I'm not I'm not worrying about what what uh, what hits I'm getting at this point in my career. I'm not worrying about that because I know that we're good enough to be in that room, and I know we're good enough to get to get these opportunities, and that's good enough for me. You know, so so we'll keep pushing. We'll keep driving forward. We'll keep trying to provide opportunities for other people as well. And that's what matters to me, Tom. Mm, that's very cool to hear. So you talked about like providing opportunities for people like that. So how did your first, we'll do a little bit of how you started covering wrestling almost. Yeah. How did your opportunity to start, give me a whole year and wrestle spear and sound spear come about then to segue in that? Well, way? well, as you know, because you've given, you are the wrestling journalist, journalist, you are the wrestling media's media man. Uh, you know that the to give me a whole year was was uh, was a was a fan thing. That was just because me and Anthony um wanted to talk about Anthony Nalen, of course, wonderful, one of my best friends, known him for 20 years plus now, wanted to talk about wrestling, wanted to have that sort of enjoyment as fans. And then as that developed, we realized through Soundsphere, and obviously we have a great platform where we've interviewed, you know, some some of the biggest bands on the planet from the 1975 to Judas Priest. Uh, we've worked with members of Slipknot, et cetera, et cetera. So some of the biggest sort of rock bands and indie bands in the world. We were like, why not? You know, why not explore wrestling? Because years previous, I'd done work with Cy Rothstein at Impact Wrestling, you know, uh, you know, in previous, previous years, the early years of Soundsphere. And we'd worked with, you know, Kurt Angle, Mick Foley, Ric Flair, all through Impact Wrestling and all through Cy Rothstein, who is, who is, if anybody is in wrestling journalism and doesn't know where to start, you go to Cy Rothstein, who is part of uh, the Impact Wrestling UK press team. He mm. will be 
you know, if you've got if you've got quality content, you've got a website, you've got a, a channel, and you're getting good views, good hits, uh, he will give you an opportunity. So we we done that years and years ago, and I thought, oh well, maybe maybe I should get back into wrestling journalism. So I'd had about five, six, seven years off from wrestling journalism, and you know, just focused on the sound sphere, and then um, obviously started giving me a whole year with Anthony as a fan and then it was just like oh maybe i'll give this a try maybe i'll get back into it and then it sort of snowballed obviously the pandemic hit we connected with with joel and and the romans the wwe press team and and they connected us with you know we had drew mcintyre we had sheamus over the pandemic we had charlotte flair and then that you know that 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 recording, that, <laughs> recording. Sorry. <laughs> It's all right. That that led to other opportunities, uh, you know, down the road. And obviously, we're very appreciative of of, of, of the Romans, of Joel, and the, and the WB press team. But but particularly Simon and Impact, because without them, we wouldn't have been able to do any of this. Uh, so so give me a whole year, as you know, and doing that as fans led to my me, me diving back into wrestling journalism with Soundsphere, and then crucially. Because we were getting, you know, interviews, music themed interviews predominantly with like, you know, with AEW, shout out to John, of course, over at AEW's press team. Uh, you know, he was giving us Malachi Black. He was giving us, you know, musical themed stuff, which is fine. Obviously, Soundsphere is a music platform. But what if I want to talk, Tom, what if I want to talk about mental health? What if I want to talk about fitness? What if I want to talk about that? So, so, so I thought to myself, and maybe you know, January time, so not that long ago. Why not build oh, yeah. WrestleSphere? Why not build WrestleSphere? So WrestleSphere happened, and then we've got, you know, we post, we post official news. We're not a dirt sheet. We don't do that. That's not no disrespect to anybody watching this. That is part of that. That's all good. You do you, of course. But for me, you know, I, I want to post official news. So we post official AW news, official WWE news, official news from MLW, uh, anything like that. Any companies like that that want to be a part of it. If anybody's watching as a representative, we will post your news as long as it's from official sources. And of course, we do get interviews off the back of that as well. We've had, you know, Mustafa Ali before, uh, before um uh, money in the bank and then of course we've just done a bunch of stuff at money in the bank we've got some uh, impact stuff coming up next week some potential AEW stuff heading into all in so it's an exciting time to be a part of the sound sphere wrestle sphere and give me a whole year family because there's lots of stuff going on of course wobbling about and rocking out you and i have got some stuff coming up too yes so we it's, do it's a good time it's a good time mm. you talked about you and i there i'm curious to know if you know or remember how did we connect? Because I always forget. I think it was Twitter. I think Twitter has been a has been a great uh, connector for a lot of people. Uh, I don't know what you think about Twitter these days, but I still think yeah. it's a yeah. I still think it's a wonderful connecting tool for people in the media, and hopefully it will continue to be so. It will continue to survive. Obviously, you know, connecting with so many people over the weekend was wonderful for me. Connecting with you in the beginning was great. You know, you'd kind of I think we'd kind of connected because. I think I did an interview with Chris Flandley over the, um, oh, the pandemic. Yeah, that yeah, was it. Yeah. So we done, because obviously we started, you know, we started doing the interviews for Give Me a Whole Year at first, and then we moved them over to Soundsphere. So before that, when we done, you know, when we were doing interviews for Give Me a Whole Year, um, we, we interviewed Chris Van Vliet, who's obviously wonderful and a, and a great, great representative from the wrestling media, uh, you know, and lifestyle in general, just a good dude. Um, and you'd kind of discovered me through that and, and mine and Anthony's work through that. And then uh, Twitter was 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 then uh, kept us going. And you've come up with some wonderful ideas and, and stuff since. And, uh, you know, watching you progress, watching you develop, uh, you know, way beyond what you were, you know, in the beginning was 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 great. And I think that's, you know, that's a wonderful testament to you as a as a 
as a you know someone in wrestling media mate for sure mm. i i always say i'm not in wrestling media man i just fell back backwards into this but there you like, go. i have said this to you off camera but i'll say it publicly dom has been my mentor guys i don't know where i would be without dom support stuff like that and things like that but before this gets too sappy we're going to get back to the wrestling content sort of thing yeah so what is a match it doesn't have to be your favorite match but what is a match from wrestling that you're like no matter what i will always love this match okay mate all right so so again that emotional connection is key right when i and i and you know I, every time i describe it this is how you know i love it i'll tear up a little bit so mm. there is a there is a it was it was Mick Foley's title win and it was December 29th, 1998. It was on Raw and he beat ah. The Rock. And it was when WCW tried to steal the ratings by spoiling the result uh, for Tony Schiavone butts in seats. If yes, correct. Indeed. So so Mick so Mick Foley won the title uh, from The Rock and it was it was the most beautiful moment. Uh, I believe in wrestling history for someone that grew up thinking he wasn't going to be able to do the things I'm doing now for someone that was actively told not through malice or anything like that but people kind of were like you know lower your expectations for what you're going to be able to do obviously I, I was in a chair for, for many many years of my life and, and obviously I walk with sticks and now and and people people always kind of told me oh you know you're only going to be able to do a certain amount of things so watching a guy with long scraggly hair who kind of walked a bit funny you know obviously Mick Foley had you know obviously he's had years and years of toll on his body by that point so he was you know had a bit of a limp and you know he was you know he didn't look like the he didn't look like the rock did he you know he didn't look nah, like no, the, no, no, the, stereo, no. the stereotypical wrestler and for him to win that belt and um be raised high on on you know Billy Gunn's shoulders and and all that and the celebration and stuff it just it just uh you know, to, to this day, it fills me with absolute joy, Tom, because, you know, it was and that's what I mean. The connection has to be there. I'm I'm not I respect Anthony and I respect these people that love pure wrestling matches. They love, yeah. you know, they want to they want to watch Osprey and Danielson. And that's great. I love that, too. But for me, for me, there has to be the connection. I want to, you know, I fight. And Sorry, I relate to the Eddie Kingstons, you know, and I relate to the Mick Foley's and I relate to those guys that don't look like the wrestlers, the everyday wrestlers, because, you know, you want to see part of yourself in these. And not everybody yeah. does that. I understand. But you want to see part of yourself. You know, I use wrestling as motivation and, and as escapism. Like I said, it, it is for me to find something in it everybody uses wrestling in different ways and i understand that but for me you know mick foley was that that match was that for me it was the first time i was like i can do anything i want to do i'm just gonna have to work a little harder and that that that's one of the reasons why i'm still here and why even though i experience ableism and even though i experience those things and you know little comments here and there whatever or people you know people that don't think i'm i'm capable of doing stuff i'm always going to fight i'm always going to keep going tom because because there are people that believe in me people like you um and there are people that that, that want me to keep going so i will and mick foley and the rock in you know segue back circling round Mick Foley and the Rock was the start of that for me mm. you talked about their wanting to keep going and stuff mm. and stuff like that I am curious to know though and this is a question that I didn't prep you on so I'm just going to throw you at. what do you do on those days that you're like maybe down and mm -hmm. maybe your con maybe for whatever reason the video didn't get hits that you were thinking it would as something maybe didn't get as many hits or something. What do you do to keep yourself motivated and positive? 
I, I, you know, you know me, I stay busy. I've always got things to do, but if I, if I want to be, you know, and, and I would always say, you know, do, keep doing things that motivate you, keep doing things that inspire you. If, you know, if for example, we don't get certain interviews, you know, in wrestling, there's always Waro stuff. There's always wobbling about rocking out mental health stuff to do. You know, there's always concept there. There's always music stuff, but on an, on an emotional level, you know, um, you know, Emma's a great help. My partner, Emma is, is wonderful. You know, she made me a cup of tea this morning for this interview. So I'll have my cup of tea, you know, <laughs> my, my, my jam, my jam on toast, Yorkshire tea, you know, so Emma's a wonderful I'm help. Hungry, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've got, you know, so many wonderful people around me. So I think, you know, yeah, it, you know, it comes and goes, you know, my, my sort of depression, anxiety comes and goes. There are good days. There are bad days. But I always know these days as I get older, you know, my, my you know, these 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 things. What is it? This too shall pass, which mm. is a, a thing from my counseling training when I was uh, when I was qualifying as a counselor. You know, this too shall pass. It will pass. It's just it's going to take some time. And you have to kind of write it out. And how you write it out could be watching a movie, could be drinking some tea, could be could be having a conversation with a friend. Could be something like this. I didn't wake up in the best place this morning because I've got, you know, intense few days and obviously we got a lot of content. But seeing you has immediately brightened up my day. Like, you know, so so you see you see what I mean? Little things like that. And I'm you know, you know me well enough to know you could see it in my eyes. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not messing with you. I'm not just I'm not just working you here. I'm not just working you, brother. You know, I'm not just telling you this stuff to to, mm. to make you feel good or to to pop to pop some views, you know, I, I, I legitimately, I legitimately do feel better when I speak to people like yourself and good friends like that. So I would say, speak some, speak to some friends, have some, have some tea, whatever works for you. And that, that, that those are just a few things that work for me. Mm. I understand what you're saying completely there, but to bring this back to the wrestling a little bit, indeed, indeed. If, as we maybe look at wrapping this up pretty soon, what are three moments from the current wrestling product in July 2023 as we record this? And three moments from the past that you're like, I would always love this. Yeah, well, I've got, I've got so many. I've got so many, you know, uh, I think, you know, in terms of the past, you know, Mick Foley, Undertaker, of course, comes up the Hell in the Cell, Mankind, Undertaker, uh, Cactus Jack's return, you know, when he when he faced Triple H is, is another good one. You know, again, a lot of my past stuff is tied to, to Mick Foley. My other one is, the, excuse my hay fever if I'm snotting all over your camera. Uh, it was when the one, two, three kid, Sean Walkman beat Razor Ramon on Raw in the early 90s. I think it was May 17th, 1993. Uh, again, another underdog story. You got you know, for people like myself, uh, certainly myself, I love a good underdog story for the reasons I listed earlier. Uh, the one, two, three kid beating Razor Ramon and anything Sean Walkman. Sean Walkman's another one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, you know, anything uh, the one, two, three kid did, an X Pack did. I, I have no X Pack here. I don't know what it means. Yeah, I love, I love Sean Waltman. He's he's great, and he was a wonderful underdog. And and that Razor Ramon moment was great. In terms of the modern uh, pro product, um, I would like to you know at, at the time of recording in July, uh, Eddie Kingston just won a title in New Japan Pro Wrestling again. Eddie Kingston from AEW Ring of Honor. I, I love him so much, the Mad King. I love Eddie Kingston. I think he's a wonderful example of, of the alternative to the to the stereotypical pro wrestling. I love Eddie, you know, Eddie Kingston so much. Rosemary or Courtney Rush as she is now dealing with some um some you know some sort of um you know an identity crisis in Impact Wrestling. Love Rosemary, uh, the, the you know the Demon Assassin, and of course the uh, Courtney Rush. Uh, the other character, the dude love, I guess, to uh, 
Rosemary's Cactus Jack. Uh, you know, I love what Rosemary's doing. And of course, Darby Allen and Sting as well. I love Darby oh. Allen's dynamic with Sting. Uh, I think, you know, seeing Sting still going, you know, taking those bumps. Some people, you know, some people don't like it. But, but uh, you know, I think Sting's having a great, you know, twilight run on his career. And so that's, that's wonderful. Uh, you know, I love, I love those moments. And those are some of my favorite ones. Uh, you know, I, you know, you know, you know, as well as I do that I am waiting for Bray Wyatt's second return. Mm. Uh, you know, I hope that happens and I hope it's wonderful. And I hope a lot of people, it makes a lot of people happy. So those are some of the things that I would say from the past and from the present are motivating me and, and interesting me in wrestling right now. That's very cool. I did this in the wrong order and I do apologize. Okay. And um, we talked about the wrestling media people you met. Yes. Over money in the bank weekend. Yes. But who are five people in the current wrestling media that you're like, maybe they're not getting their flowers currently. Maybe ah. they are, but maybe you feel like they deserve more. Who are five people in the wrestling media that you really enjoy, that you love their work? Well, well, well I'm I'm gonna just just honorable mentions, honorable mentions to to Sean Rossap and Nick Houseman for being so lovely to me over the weekend. So they're my honorable mentions. Of course, they get their flowers, but they were lovely people. They didn't. You know, they didn't have to take so much time to chat with me, uh, you know, and kind of, and you know, just have a, just, just, just connect. So that was really nice. But in terms of the people, I don't think are getting their flowers. Okay. So the whole rebellious noise crew, the rebellious noise pro wrestling crew led by Scott, oh. he mm. is, is, he is wonderful. Andy Spores from Rush on Rock is absolutely exceptional. He is one of the, one of the greatest, if not the greatest features writers uh so you know you know in wrestling at the moment he's fantastic uh i, I just want to say from an emotional level sam from wrestlesphere has given me so much confidence i have not said this on record i've said this to him over the weekend but without him there at this weekend i would not have had as positive experience we're learning we're growing we need to get better gear we need to get better cameras etc etc we're learning as we go but without sam i would not have enjoyed it as much without sam uh, doing the features that have come from that we would not have had so much quality content coming from uh you know from this weekend so sam's work sam smith at dexerto of course one of the uh you know one of the most um you know premier games journalists in the country but not only that of course a wrestling journalist for Soundsphere. so sam smith big shout out and of course, uh, yourself, uh, Tom. You know, any time that I can uh, that I can plug you, I will do. Anthony, of course, our good friend Anthony. Um, yeah, Anthony talks on, on YouTube. You know, I can plug. Yeah. I, I can plug. Give me a whole year, anytime. But we've done that. But but Anthony talks. Uh, you know, he's wonderful. He did a lovely interview with myself and Emma. Uh, a couple. I still of weeks haven't ago. checked that one out. Uh, you know, he, he, he's great. I, I love him so much. So yeah. So so Anthony talks. Uh, Sam, Andy Spores, uh, Rebellious Noise. And yourself, man, absolutely. Those are my those are my uh, ones that come to mind. But there's so many more. So anybody that's that's ever watched a video or ever supported me or, or whatever, uh, or ever you know, if I if I've supported you and we've connected, appreciate you absolutely. One hundred percent, man. As we look at wrapping this up, Don, the question I end this show on is: We obviously have talked about your love of wrestling and stuff like that. And yes. do do you think? No matter what you will, do you think that no matter what you will always love wrestling? Yeah, I think so. I think, like I say, you know, uh, I've taken breaks from it over the years, small breaks and things. But wrestling, again, if, as long as that escapism is there, I will, you know, I will fight for the for the for the. For the fantasy, I will fight for the Bray Wyatts. I will fight for the Undertakers. I believe there is a place in that because it's theatre. At the end of the day, mm. we're watching theatre. So as long as that still exists, 
You know, I've debated whether there's a place for that, you know, on Gimme Your Whole Year before, whether there's a place for the Bray Wyatts, for the Undertakers, for the Rosemarys, and for that theatrical element. But for me, that is that's crucial. It's crucial mm. to have the underdogs. It's crucial to have the theatre. It's crucial to have the art form. It's crucial to have those characters that are divisive, that, that split opinion, that go, oh, well, we need pure wrestling. We don't need Bray Wyatt. We need more Will Ospreys, Kenny Omegas. Can't they exist? Can't they both exist? Can't Can they, they coexist? Yeah, can't can't we find places for both of them? And so for me, I, as long as that fantastical element, so long as the you know the the lights going out and the you know the fireworks and the you know the canes and the undertakers, the braze, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that supernatural element, as long as there's an element of that, because that's the fan, you know, that's the fantasy and the creativity that I love. As long as that still exists in some form, I will always be a fan of wrestling for sure. That's very cool to hear. Like I said, guys, at the start of this interview, one of probably the most passionate creators I've ever known. But someone that's been a true mentor to me. And I definitely would not be in the position I'm in today without Dom. So as we wrap this up, Dom, where can the good people find you, your work, etc.? Fantastic. So you can find us at uh, Wrestling stu Stuff. Is at WrestleSphere. That's Wrestle and then S-P-H-E-R-E. -E. And then, of course, we have the music element, SoundSphere. So S-O-U-N-D-S-P-H-E-R-E. -E, so SoundSphere magazine. Uh, myself and Tom are working together on something called Wobbling About and Rocking Out. And that's waro.co.uk, W-A-R-O co.uk and of course you can find us doing wrestling streams and and, and the fun stuff the 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 uh, the, the less uh, media -y stuff over on give me a whole yeah so it's like give me a hell yeah from stone cold but spell h u double l because we are from Hull east yorkshire so yes uh, go and find us on there you can find us doing weekly streams and of course yeah regular content wrestlesphere soundsphere and don't forget to check out uh, mine and tom's uh, collaborative work on on waro coming up soon so mm. those are the things i'd like to it might in. be out by the time this airs maybe uh, just to thank you to everybody for watching uh tom's channel for investing energy into into listening to this or watching it or consuming in in, in whatever way you're doing i appreciate your time and and and, and thank you for from you know and again i'm very big on this look into my eyes you know i'm not working anybody here it really means a lot to me that you guys would spend time watching this video and and engaging in what i do what tom does so thank you so much i really appreciate it Likewise, I say this on Twitter every time I do an episode. Thank you to Joel Pearl and Jeremy Lambert for this opportunity. Yeah, make you. sure make sure you like, share and subscribe to Fightful Overbooked if you like this video. Uh, share it around. Follow me on Twitter at Tom Talk Trash and, and subscribe to Tom Talk Trash on YouTube. And I will see you in the next video. Goodbye now.